Hello, welcome to 360 Yourself, the podcast show centered around self-awareness and improvement. I'm Jamie Neal, host of 360 Yourself. So, a little bit of information of how the podcast came about. In 2014, I had a breakdown and was hospitalized. Too much work, too much anxiety, too much coffee, and not enough self-care. In the hospital, lying there with my thoughts, I had to rethink my entire way of life. The doctor said I was overworked and my body just gave up. Now, I'm not gonna say it wasn't scary, but it was a bit of a turning point for me. From there, I started to rebuild myself, reading hundreds of self-help books and questioning everything from, why do we have triggers? Why do we have egos? What is manifesting and what is identity? Many years later, someone recommended that I start a podcast because I've always been interested about how others lead their lives. And thus, 360 Yourself was born, interviewing incredible minds about how they understand themselves and how they utilize their knowledge and awareness to set out into their space. 360 Yourself is a dedicated podcast meeting brilliant and curious minds and looking at the world around them. I speak to artists, musicians, sports athletes, authors, CEOs, and experts in human behaviors, released every Sunday at 12 p.m. I ask questions about their mindset, journey, values, and ethos to fully understand how each of their minds work. How can we become more of ourselves to grow to the ultimate person we know we can be? If you do enjoy the episodes that you're listening to, please visit our Instagram page at 360 underscore yourself to let us know what you like and how you're learning. Or you can email us jamie at 360yourself.co.uk. That's jamie at 360yourself.co.uk. Hi, Shu. How are you doing? I'm great, Jamie. How are you? Very well. Um, we were just saying you're ill from walking around in New York. I I actually did that. So when I <laughs> I am so when I was last there, well not last there, but years ago when I would come back and forth from London, I some somehow always go in like January February time, and I always would be going when it's mm-hmm. horrible horrible snow and it was freezing cold. So mm-hmm. but but you decide- yeah, which is the best time to go in my opinion. Is it really? Isn't Christmas? <laughs> isn't snow better? It's like Christmas vibes. Yeah, but in the de- snow, Christmas vibes. Yeah, but in December though, mm. when it actually is Christmas, because after that time, it's not even. It's just snowing, and it's not even enjoyable because oh. it's not even Christmas anymore. You're right. You're right. It's only good in December. Yeah, but also, so I don't understand. So, were you walking around New York without a coat? Like, how did? What was what's the vibe? Yeah, the weather kind of changed really quickly and I only prepped singlets because I wasn't planning to be there for an entire week and a half that I was there. I was only planning to be there for three days. I went for a YouTube event and I was going to come straight back to LA. Mm -hmm. And then I like had a few friends there and they're like, stay longer, let's catch up. And I was like, you know what, let's do that. So I stayed longer. And then uh, I was walking to my friend's house to make a video, to make a little skit. And I was in a singlet and it was really cold, but I, I didn't even, it was like such a short walk. It was 10 minutes. It's just, it wasn't long enough to get an Uber. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I was like, I feel like I should just walk. So I did, but it, it was so cold that my bones like felt the cold. <laughs> like it entered my body and seeped into my bones. So you think so, you, in 10 minutes you got your cold? Yeah, because I did it because I, I walked there in the cold. I uh, did the skit without a jacket. Oh, you did the skit as so well? So that was like another like an hour and a bit. Yeah, And yeah. I walked 
back again in the cold. Ah. So it was kind of significant. You know, it could be that. It could have been the New York germs. It could have been a whole slew of things. It, it could, could have been be, me not sleeping it could also, early. It, yeah, that, but also could be COVID. It wasn't, though, because I, my I friend, tested. My friend just came out from New York, and he just got COVID, and I couldn't meet him for coffee yesterday. <gasps> you know what? I feared. I feared it was COVID, but I did uh, a bunch of tests, and they all came back negative. So I was actually a negative Nancy. Amazing. I mean, no, no one wants, no one wants COVID. I mean, it's crazy that COVID's still around that people are, are getting ill from it. Like, obviously not ill, ill, but they're getting like colds and flus and stuff. Yeah, maybe it was like the Corona flu. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. But I'm, I'm hoping that you're feeling a lot of better. We're well, going to feel a lot better this weekend. So I'm drinking what I always have is hot water, lemon, and honey. If this is what I have next to me. Oh, if you that. have, if you have that, oh, honestly, you'll feel a lot that. better. You'll feel a lot I better. Do. I it's, do. It's my remedy. It's my for two weeks straight. It's my, it's my remedy. I have it everywhere. It's like my my go to drink. Oh, I love that. I love it. Um, and and things, yeah. and things. People will always in restaurants will always have lemon and honey. They'll never not have lemon and honey. So I know, and sometimes they charge you four dollars for it. Who does? Some restaurants have charged me that. What lemon? Lemon and honey. No, they've mm-hmm. not. They have. I can name them. Can, can we name shame them? And name can we them. can we name them on this podcast? Because yeah. I want to name and shame them. Who's charged? <laughs> Literally, who's charged? <laughs> for lemon and honey. That's crazy. I know. It's like it's so rude. It's almost like the highway robbery. I, it literally is. You know though. that honey and lemon costs like. 10 cents and it's hot water because they buy it in it's bulk. like hot water should be free yeah because they exactly. buy it exactly well. that's what i always think about coffee yeah, there's right? no excuse in <laughs> coffee right? it's now we're they should started. be giving coffee for free no 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 but like coffee is it costs because i used to work in starbucks and neuro and uh pret which is all like some of them are, are like european coffee shops but obviously, you know, Starbucks. Yeah. Um, but I used to work yeah. in all of them. And I so I know how coffee's made. I know I, I also uh, okay, I also yes. studied as a coffee master. So I'm quite clued up on coffee. Oh, and oh, I I know um, how much it costs. I know how much it costs to make coffee. And when they charge you like four or five pounds when it costs them like 25p uh, to make coffee, I just yeah. don't understand it. Yeah. The markup is incredible. If you want to get into, you want to get into anything, get into coffee. No, honestly, I think I'm going to have to open a coffee and tea shop. I think you should like, slash library. Yeah, a library. Just, like go chill work there. A yeah, li- I've always wanted like a a library slash coffee house. What if it was like a what if it was like a pop up? People can go work there. What if it was like a pop up um, library coffee house? Oh, I yeah, but you want it to be sustaining. You want to be like a while. Oh, you mean like a pop up coffee shop in a library? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could do that. I want, but I know like libraries are not really sustainable. It's more one of those like coffee shop bookshops. What if it, what if it was the like co- a, the bookshop slash coffee shop? But what if it was like a concept library coffee store? So you know, like that girl who does chicken shop. So what if it was like a coffee library? S concept pop up immersive store. Oh, okay. 
yeah, I guess I could I could deal with that. I could make it work. You if could push make it came work. to shove, I guess it would make I could make it work. So um so <laughs> can you hear the sorry. What what oh, can, can I hear? Can you hear like any sound? Any talking in the background? No. You can't? Okay, great. No, I can't. That means hear it's it. not picking this mic is great. No. Okay, great. Just because my roommates are being loud. No. I just wanted can you can you hear the wrestling behind me? There's like uh, there's people wrestling behind me. No. 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 Okay. Just checking. No. There's people wrestling. Just like <laughs> just they, they, they've they've got like a paddling pool with like jello and they're just wrestling behind me. Can you hear that? No. No, but I really want to see it. You want to see? <laughs> you want to see it? It's just over there. Uh, like, is this a joke? Are you just trying to one up me? Yeah, but it's it's basically, it's basically British humor. It's called sarcasm. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually i actually tried it yesterday to an american yesterday in soho house and did like i tried to do a uh, british sarcasm he said to me do you mind if mm-hmm. i sit next to you and i said in a very very plain voice and i thought i just tried <laughs> i thought i just try it and i couldn't keep a straight face because i'm too nice i'm really nice i'm really not but now like yeah usually, usually i'm like yeah, yeah of course of course but i thought i'd just try the sarcasm yeah 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 and try and so if you yeah, would notice yeah, that I'm being sarcastic, 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 yeah, sarcastic, Did he? and no, yeah. he didn't. He sarcastic. Did, he, he he couldn't mm. feel it. He took and it so seriously. He did, and he sort oh. of got offended, and I was like, no, 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 "Of course, I'm he really... doesn't know you." Yeah, but why? yeah, but yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you would, but you can generally know when someone's being sarcastic, though. Mm. But the sarcasm, the British and the US sarcasm, kind of like it's they different. did not compute exactly. Yeah. So then, anyway, we I made a whole found a cafe. Party. You found a cafe. Oh, what you did. Oh, the one that charged me four dollars for honey and lemon. Oh my god! It's called do... can Angelo. We... <laughs> can we? Can we? Yeah, we can. Angelo Pasciuti. Angelo Pasciuti. So it's in Waterloo, in Sydney. Oh, it's in Sydney. Oh, so it's not in the UK. Okay, it's, it's not yeah. in the US. So, okay, it's in Sydney. That's crazy. No. If anyone's, because we do, oh, we do, we oh, do but have a restaurant. But we do oh, have audiences sorry. from Sydney, though, listening in. So if we do. Yeah, okay, we do. So great. If anyone is listening um, from that area, now you know, don't go there for <laughs> hot water and lemon and honey because you're going to get charged $4. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be stung. Stung. For it. So. So, so my question, oh. um, as we get yeah. into it, is how did it all start mm. from you? I mean, you got into the, I mean, in the short version, mm-hmm. you, so you're an actress, but also you had this really great, um, presence doing skits and and um and script because I I love I love watching it. Like I I love watching. I think it was the one Aww. where you're on a date and then you go on a YouTube. And so you're on an Uber and then he comes back. Oh, into Uber same, comes back into the same Uber or something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so, so tell that... me, yeah, tell me the short version. How did it all happen? Uh, the short version is I basically my life stopped during COVID, and then a friend of mine asked me to make TikToks with him. And but, but, but before this, was his... you writing beforehand though? Like, was you creating? Like, was you writing scripts? Was you creating? Because you because because all is written, no. what it written stuff. It's written little mm. mini scenes. Yeah, I I didn't write officially I would write these ideas in my head but I never found a way to formulate it and there was never a platform where I felt like I um, could consistently create content and make it a thing because that's the thing with creating content people think that oh you pop off it's because you're just like 
good at it or you um you just got lucky but it's actually a very calculated um profession where you have to treat it like a like few years it's just like any job where you maybe intern and work for free for six months but you know that at the end of the day at the end of the light there is uh, sorry at the end of the tunnel there is a light and that you will get that full-time job or you'll get promoted it's like that you got to think of it like a full-time job where you don't work for money for a couple of years and then it goes off I mean, Mm. as long as your content is good and you're consistent. So I just like never did that. I just had like odd random ideas here and there, but it was like once every six months because I was focusing on film and TV. Like that's, Mm -hmm. I I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to book a great um, project, a great TV show, a great movie. I wanted to make my own movies, my own short. And so my focus went to like making that happen. Mm -hmm. Um. So I suppose I just, I got lucky during (laughs) quarantine and I started making content um, online and uh, I just put all of the skills that I had learned during my film and TV career, such as editing, um, I guess writing, because I took 401, all the way up to 401 at UCB. So I had had, kind of had like an an eye for improv I suppose I had um done stand-up so I kind of knew how to formulate a joke and um I used those skills and I just put it into content creating Mm. and I started making these little skits and I'm very grateful to my friend Alan who got me into TikTok because he was making it and I was just acting in his videos and he's like you should do tiktok and i was like okay and it kind of took me a while to find my groove like months before i found a video that went viral yeah yeah t- tell me did, yeah t- doing the same thing yeah tell tell me the beginning process of like because you're saying that you carefully it's not not just like creating it's like carefully crafted where when did you how did you find because yeah. it's, like, it's like finding like a, a niche market right how did you, when did you know that when you were trying out different things, how did you know that that was the thing and then you did that thing? How did you know? Or how did you explore? It was a fluke. I just kept doing a bunch of trends at first because TikTok is very trend heavy. Yeah. I tried to do trends just but related to me and with a bit of a twist on it. Um, I tried making um, like relatable videos with like, like uh, different characters, people playing my mom, people playing my boyfriend. I tried like um, all these things and there's one video, it was actually because my friend had gifted me this like a big block of chocolate. It was like, one of those Hershey's Kisses mm-hmm, chocolates, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. a giant version for right. Chinese New Year. He gifted me this. And I made this series called When Your Crush is a Tease and I had this, you know, crushes a tease. Uh, what? Pretending that he. Wait. So what? What's, yeah, what? What, what, what is that? That's a serious title. What, what is that? When it's your crush is a tease. The your crush. It it's like when he looks like he's into you, but he's not really into you. It's like a a play on the situation. Does he? Does and that person? Does that for pers- example? Okay. Yeah. Karen, yeah. I'm going to give you an example. It will make yeah. more sense. Yeah. Uh, so I have the Hershey's Kisses 
And in the shot, it's just like one like five second thing where the guy, my crush says to me, do you want to kiss? And I'm like thinking he wants to like physically kiss me. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like super excited. And then instead of giving me a kiss, he gives me a physical Hershey's kiss and he like brings that into frame and he's like, there you go. And he's like, presenting that to me instead so I'm like oh oh yeah of course a Hershey's kiss yes that's what I wanted (laughs) and then you just take that and play in different scenarios and then um I put it like all these videos in a row and that's like the series of when your crush is a tease he's like I need to watch this how so how many scenarios was that in one video um three in one because you know jokes come in three and then I think I made like five series so there's maybe like 15 16 scenarios right okay and uh, of this of this hershey's yeah, kiss yeah. thing mm-hmm. interesting so how did you know oh, that- no there's like one of the hershey's kiss and then the next shot is so the theme is your crush is, is a tease but every right, right. video is different right okay okay and so the next one's like yeah just a different situation altogether. so so question how did why did that one pop off compared to the other content you was making like what so what was so different I think it was unique because like maybe people haven't seen a big ass Hershey's kiss before I think it was an a combination of all elements it's just like the unexpectedness of what it was it was unique because no one else had made it before and then the acting was good as well like me and Alan we did we were very great on screen. We had great chemistry. We had like very similar like physical expressions and like our improv was just very on point. Like mm-hmm. we would just do things on the spot that you can't like anticipate. Mm-hmm. And then that would be really funny. And when I edited it, I made sure to kind of highlight those elements. Um and like the music, there was like a musical element to it as well. Like whenever the moment kind of changed, we would, I would like change a video back and white. And that's something Alan taught me. And I would like put a particular music in. So the audience knew that that was the joke. Yeah. 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 So like all those elements together, just, I think made a very relatable and also like comical video mm. and people just like loved it. And then, and then from there, is that I'm assuming there was the pressure afterwards to then go, okay, this is people, people really like this. How do I figure out like a way of making content that is in the same sort of voice that people really like to then capitalize on that momentum? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So all of my videos popped off after that because I just kept making like relatable um, relationship drama right, where right. I was kind of the one getting the short end of the stick <laughs> sometimes and then like and then fans decided to ship me and alan they just loved us making videos together so we'd always make videos together and any relatable relationship scenario uh-huh. i would just do that and it would just always work that's great i love how like when things just click and you're like okay that's it because people take a long mm-hmm. time to find out what their voice is, whether you're writing a TV show yeah. or you're, you're figuring out uh, whatever it is. I mean, finding that market fit is really, really important. But yeah. sometimes it just sort of yeah. takes so many tries to really get into it. But did you ever have a heart? Dis- yeah. Do you ever did you ever get disheartened at the beginning, like the beginning 
when it wasn't you were like oh this video is really great but it's not getting the attraction uh yes i think i did and but it wasn't too long i think i was lucky my video took maybe it it's it took maybe like two three months for me to like have a video that popped off brilliant when from when i first started making content full-time like when i started they're taking it seriously so luckily I wasn't in the grind for long enough I know people have been in the grind for years and I think it was just a combination of COVID and everyone was at home and like it kind of like the process Mm. and the acceleration Mm. for Mm. me and I'm sure for a lot of people as well like I know all the all the creators I know at least doing short form content popped off during COVID well yeah because everyone's at home yeah Everyone's at home. They needed content to yeah. to watch and consume. Yeah, this is true. So this is true. Just like we just gave them what they wanted. <laughs> it's it's so fascinating, isn't it? When you when you create work that is so relatable. So everyone has gone through relationships. Everyone's gone through heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Everyone's mm-hmm. gone through death at some point. Everyone's experienced death at some. Point. Like if you tap into those sort of three, or I'm sure there's obviously more, but you, you everyone can go through because they're, they're it's a very wide gap everyone has experienced um, some sort of relationship whether it is your mom or your partner or dating or whatever it's 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 yeah. interesting and 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 also there's so many different ways of portraying relationships and that's what i find yeah. fasc- fascinating it's really finding because i mean and now nowadays relationships are so much more complicated i mean i only found out there's a thing called a situationship I mean, I've never heard of that before, but I've heard it in LA, in LA a situationship. I didn't even know there was a name so for LA. it. <laughs> it's very LA. What is a situationship? Oh, okay. So I'll explain. Oh, so if this people is don't the know, first time I've heard about bro, it. So a situationship is basically pe- two people who are sleeping together. They're technically, <gasps> they're dating, but they're oh. not committed. Um, And they can go off and do something else but they're also friends so they're sort of the that in between stage oh so there's like a, a flirtation ship but yeah so it's a situation I call it a flirtation ship but it's more serious than a flirtation ship because a flirtation ship you're just flirting and you're friends but a situation ship is like you're sleeping together yeah 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 so it's like a bit of a situation <laughs> so then you don't uh... really you don't really know what you don't really know what you are you don't know what you are yeah oh yeah I, I've been I, in a situation shit before. I've definitely, I mean, I think most, I mean, maybe most people have, but I think I was in it when in my y- younger years because I wasn't very good at communicating. And now I've got mm. a lot older. I now know how to mm. communicate a lot better. I'm a lot more transparent what I want and what I need. Rather than beforehand, yeah. I would go into something. I'd want to say something not, yeah. and not say anything. And then I put myself in a situation, hence why a situation ship. <laughs> that is so great i love that so much yeah i know i'm so gonna use this term how did you get out of your situation shit that's my question oh it was it got kind of complicated so my situation shit because of the non-communication but also like he was not committed and then my ex came back into the to the picture because my ex suddenly all of a sudden wanted to have kids and get married which things he never wanted to do he wanted to have kids, wanted to get married, wanted to commit to me. And he suddenly was like super healthy. And I was like, oh my God, he's a change man. But I was like in this situation with another guy who didn't want to commit, but I was having fun with it. 
it was a good time and I was like confused and I became it became like a a triangle ship <laughs> yeah how how did how did you oh, it's how, horrible how did you resolve it did you it dump the, the situation ship and then go no, out with the guy I, yeah, I tried to sort it out. I tried to figure it out. I tried to like choose one. I actually chose the situation ship and I dumped my ex. I was like, we had a chance. It never worked. But, you know, with exes, especially if they keep coming, like if they chase you, it's really hard. Well, it was hard for me to like let him go because there were a lot of good things. And I was like, oh, maybe I could have made it work. And this situation ship guy was not committing. And so I was like, what is the I was like, even though I wanted to be in the situationship, my ex was the one that was like more committed. So I was like, maybe I should just go with a more committed one, even though the situationship was what I felt like was better for me. Mm-hmm. And also like where I wanted to be, I, I wanted to be in both. I was like, I really was stuck. I was like, I don't know. I actually don't freaking know. I don't want to be and in both. So I, <laughs> so I was like, I, I actually ended it with the situationship and I was like, I'm going to try it with my ex. But then my ex, like, I, I met up with the situationship um, to kind of, because uh, he wanted to help me with my short film. And, you know, I still like liked spending time with him. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. then my ex, like, actually confronted us in the like the middle of the night when he was dropping me home and he like exposed me to this situation <gasps> and he just like yeah he was wow but he said things that were like so over exaggerated like we were talking from day one and we've been sleeping with each other from this time and but we weren't talking from day one he came back into the picture when I was already in the situation ship and he tried to make it a thing and so he made it sound really bad. Wow. And so the situation ship like so, got so blown in, up. So in the like, in I've the end, never talked in, to the guy since. In the end, you're not you you it didn't work with both of them, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, don't matter. Yeah. 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 Kinda... Do you know what I, I say to a lot of people, dating and relationships are very it's very um it's complicated and it's difficult because you gotta mm. find someone who yeah. one makes you laugh and all and all those other things. But also someone who shares the same values, someone who wants the same things as you. It's not like, oh, I like this person. This person's really nice and it's flirtatious and flirtation and et cetera. There's all these other yeah. components that I, defi- I find that yeah. nowadays it's much more yeah. complicated than when than, when it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like dating my first few boyfriends was it was very simple, but it it didn't work out because I find I feel like I knew what I wanted then more than what I wanted what I want now. Mm. But maybe it's also because like back then I always felt like I deserved better. <laughs> I always felt like the grass is greener or like I deserve better. And in some cases I did, but in some cases it was just me like listening to the wrong people. And yeah, giving me advice and like my parents not. Oh, being we on board. but we've we've always been like through that though. I think everyone's been through this, the situation. I mean, I was literally had someone on on the podcast talking about when he was running a company as a CEO. Yeah. He was he was yeah. saying he had he was really young, and he had terrible advice, but he was listening to the wrong people, and I think that's so important, yeah. isn't it? I mean, listening to the right. I mean, I mean, obviously you have to listen to your gut, but also who is the right people yeah. to listen to? How do you know who are the right people yeah. to listen to? I think that's really important to, and your only experience yeah. can tell you that. Yeah, truly. That Yeah. It's experience at time 
and and regret <laughs> regret you shouldn't really regret anything though should you you just go okay that happens fair enough i'm just going to mm. move on from that mm. but you shouldn't regret anything because obviously it made you who you yeah. are now it's true but there's some things like this whole situation i really regret some of the decisions i made because it really hurt some people more than i thought it would um, and it hurt me too yeah and i just like i put myself in a position that I shouldn't have and it really like it messed with my self-esteem and like who I thought of as as a human being like I thought I was better than that yeah Although, like I feel like I it the situation wasn't as bad as these two guys made out to be because I wasn't committed to either of them like but they both think that I was like committed to them you know what I mean <laughs> So yeah, but they. Get, but if you would have, if you would have been a more of a trans, if you would have had a more of a transparent conversation with each of them, yeah, potentially they wouldn't have assumed something. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's my bad. I should have communicated better. Yeah, because I've been, sure. I've been like that. I've been like that as well. Better. When the when the other person thinks that you're committed, but you haven't had the conversation, so they're just assuming because the way that you're acting is yeah. lovey dovey and whatever it is. But actually, you could just it's be. True. You could just be, it just really like the person and just like showering them with lots of love and all that sort of stuff. But you haven't had a proper conversation with them. So you just need to have a proper conversation go, what do you want? What do I want? Where are we going with this early on rather than just Mm. get your six months in and then suddenly you're in a situation ship. (laughs) But we had the talk and the situation ship, he didn't want to commit. He just wanted to see how it went. Oh, right. Right. But then, but then to, he got to, upset. That but I then was you need to, yeah, else. but you need to check-ins as well, though. Check-ins are important. I have, I have, yeah. fr- I have friends who do every five weeks. They do check-ins. They've been together for yeah. four years now, and they do the check-ins not because I don't think anyone's listening. I think this is a really great idea. The check-ins are not like um, it's going wrong. It's more like how are you feeling? How am I feeling? Can I be doing better? Could mm. you be doing better? Like check-ins yeah. of like. Are we are, are we are we doing the right thing for same each other? Page. Yeah. Yeah. Are we, is this still what we want? Yeah. Where we want to go. Yeah. And yeah. it's not and it's not like a it's not like a very toxic thing or like an aggressive mm-hmm. thing or like anxiety driven. It's literally just a conversation like we're having now going, How are you feeling? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling a bit mm. right. Yeah, da, da. And then you and then you get to know, yeah. know someone a bit bit more because it gives a safe yeah. space to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. More yeah. people should do that. More they people should. should just be more open and not be afraid of ramifications. And I think that's what I was. Uh, yeah. I was like afraid of, the of fear. how they would see me, judge me. Yeah. And, um, and that they would leave me, and you know? It's, I it's, was like in a... That mm. is the biggest line that so, so many people say is that I don't want to say what I actually feel because I don't want to be left. I don't mm. want to be feel alone, and people do mm. do these things, and they and they and yeah. there's books on it, and there's conversations on like actually, if you I, I, we had another conversation with um um called Emma Louise, who's uh, on Sex Talks, which is the podcast coming up shortly. But we talked about a still thing okay. about what you desire and what you want, mm-hmm. and if you said mm-hmm. that, let's say that I have a sort of fantasy in my brain, and I'm with my partner. Right. And I have a fantasy of whatever it is. And I think I should vocalize it to the person. Sometimes we don't say things because we were so um, guarded about being rejected and being judged by our partner or the person that you're dating because they not mm-hmm. might not see eye to eye. And then you've mm-hmm. then re- messed up that energy because now they see mm-hmm. you in a certain light. 
But I always said, yeah. to, I said to uh, Emma, Emma Louise on the podcast, I said, look, I think it's really important to make sure you find the right person who you know will be really open and not judge. Because I think there's, there's one thing being really vocal, and I think that's really important, but it's not if it's not going to be received in the right way, it's not gonna mm. it, you, it's not gonna do you any good or whatever yeah. it is to say what you yeah. really feel or about your fantasies yeah. sexually or whatever it is or, or, or what you want in a relationship because it's not it's never gonna be received well because you're not with the right person yeah. or the person that hasn't done the work. Uh, yeah, that's really that's such an interesting thing. And I um recently I've been thinking a lot about perception mm. and how what you do, your intentions versus how it's perceived by oh, yeah. other people. Mm. You could be doing everything right, have all the right intentions, just be like super nice to someone. And then they interpret it as like you're manipulating them and you or like you're flirting with them and you you want to just you wanna and I think that's like a big topic my friends and I talk in LA especially among women like I think girl conversations and conversations are so different the other day, my girl was like my girlfriend was like she was doubting how she was talking to people and sometimes I've done that too like you can't talk to a guy in LA in a friendly way and be single and and have them not think you're trying to come on to them does that make sense? Yeah, I do, I think I think the thing this is in LA though. I think that's generally in a lot of places. I think generally, <laughs> I think it's in a lot of places. Even, even if even if you're okay. like a bar bar, I saw, I had a conversation with this about a bar with a bar staff the other day, and she was yeah. super super friendly. I was with my friend at the time, and he's single, and I was like, and she was yeah. really really friendly. And I said to him, "Watch out, she just might be really friendly because she's doing her job." So you have yeah. to be really careful because yeah, she might just she might she might like him. Um, she did yeah. actually, and he did get her number in the end. But I did, just, <laughs> I did say to him, I'd just be wary because I'm sure she probably does get a lot of people think that she's flirting, and she's actually just being really mm. nice. And yeah, uh, and so it you got, makes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful. I totally agree. And then it's like, wh- whose responsibility is it? to portray a level of friendliness and then whose responsibility to perceive that level of friendliness um i think now i have to think about okay how friendly can i be like what level of friendly professional or should i just be mean to everyone and just really friendly to the guy i like so people can tell the difference but then you're like overthinking it right and then you're not really being you you're really being the artificial the artificial you because you're thinking about what you're being perceived as right yeah and like I've I've not ever done this before because I just I'm naturally a very friendly very bubbly person but over the last six months I have found myself not being that way because my ex would always comment that like I was too flirtatious I was too nice to people and I always gave the guys like the green light when I'm nice I give guy good guys a green light even if I say I have a boyfriend they think oh because I'm nice I'm, I'm giving them the green light mm-hmm. so I'm I am portraying myself as being available when I'm being too friendly and like my my mom used to say that I'm too like bubbly around guys I'm too nice to them I'm too like I give the wrong energy and that's like really fucked with can we swear it's really yeah. messed with my head 
because I'm like, okay, now I have to be a completely different person. I have to be stone-faced and um trying to get in their pants trying to get something from them because in LA it's also like what can you get from other people so like I have to put like this stone face on so people don't think that I'm trying to like get with them or get something from them and it's really changed the way I like act I feel like I'm not myself and I feel like I can't be myself because people judge me yeah I think you always have to be yourself though but just be weary of of certain things that might be conceived as certain things but always be authentic right i mean you can only be yourself and if they and if and Mm. and also there's that also that great quote um that you can only you can only control yourself you can't control how people react like that's the only thing you can do you can't Mm. control anything you can only control yourself like how people perceive things is is their their own thing but i always say just be 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 yourself but just be a bit weary like like when you hug like don't leave it too long or like simple things like that so just yeah really, yeah yeah like help help your case you have to certain be... thing right because i yeah. sometimes I some, like... sometimes sometimes people will linger <laughs> on a hug and i'm like <laughs> yeah and i'm like what's that <laughs> you mean into it <laughs> you know, like, I don't, what I don't does know. that mean i don't know uh, yes that's the question what does it mean they're lingering too long i'm like what does that mean usually people like do two seconds so some people i've had a ling- yeah, yeah, yeah. i've had a linger of like i a do six- like a tap on the back yeah, well, a tap on the back is good, but there's this little tip but like they did like a six seconds or seven second hug and i was like Oh, okay. This is interesting, uh, but I just, I just, I, but but also I don't, but also She's I don't. into I, you. I just, I, I don't assume. Again, never assume. I don't uh-huh. assume this is what never the intention assume. is. I just go, hmm, yeah. interesting. But again, it, this is the whole thing. Hmm. But never assume anything in life. Never assume because yeah. we all what we all perceive things tip. so differently. Yeah, it's so true. And mm. and so and I know you have a heart out. Yeah. Almost. So I was gonna say. So as we wrap up our our episode, um, what I'd love to do is mm. I always mm. love to ask our guests the give back. Um, what would you um say to your younger self or someone in the audience listening that you would say that's probably inspiring? It could be a person, could be a book, could be a quote, could be a mantra, could be anything, could be even a someone you follow on tiktok could be another podcast could be anything what would you Mm -hmm. give back to someone oh boy it's tricky Um, there's so much there is so much because you gave me so many options (laughs) i sorry i should actually i should should reduce the options next time (laughs) yeah start with one just start with one i would say to other people different things i would say to myself because like knowing myself and my journey, I would say to myself that um, I think this relates to like my personal life more because I think my career life I've done quite well and I've always been to succeed in anything I wanted to career-wise because I committed to it and I, I knew the goal and I did anything I needed to. I sacrificed anything I needed to to get there. And mm-hmm. oftentimes the thing I would sacrifice is my personal life, my relationships, and that's why I feel my relationships, I, I'm still single right now because I haven't ever sacrificed for my relationship. And uh-huh. so I think sometimes um, like you think the grass is always greener on the other side, but sometimes, you know, it's not. And I think I would tell my younger self um, 
like if you because I've always like thought of myself as a relationship person and I always thought I would have like a husband and a kid and a family and that's what I've always wanted but I've never done anything to really get there because I've always chosen my career first and my relationships have never worked out because of it so I would just tell myself like if that's what I really wanted then I would have just to like maybe commit as much into my personal life as I do my work life. Thank you for being so like honest. Find a balance. I yeah, not enough people say mm-hmm. that. So thank you for being so honest. I think people, uh, yeah, I think when you're career driven, you're quite ambitious. Sometimes you do lack the commit, the commitment, or that that sacrifice on that side. Um, and people, and yeah. people always, and people always say, "There's no point having success if you if you're um, alone doing it." You you need uh, for me. Mm-hmm. I think success is about sharing it with people. And I think that's the greatest oh, success. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah. And I I really, I've never felt that way before, but I really feel it now because, you know, the the ex I was with, I was with him for like three, four years on off. And he was with me when I was nobody. And so he's like shared in my success for like everything. But then I made my movie and I feel like I can't, I, I don't have anyone to turn next to me and go, oh, Look at where I'm at now. Yeah, because I know. the people that were like with me all that time, like not there. Mm-hmm. Like they're really integral people. Like, yeah, my ex that I like shared the struggles with. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, and I I'm really saddened by that because there's no one else in this planet other than maybe my family who really understand the struggle and even your family don't see that they're, they're, yeah. they're not in LA yeah. they're not here seeing me every day working in like day in day out this the, the like the sweat blood tears tears literal tears that went into like being able to make a movie they like they they came with me on set and they saw the like the final product I guess but they didn't know what it took to get there and like no one else can relate to that no one else in my life I can like turn around and like share that journey with anymore mm. and that's really kind of sad like i wish i had that person like from the beginning because whoever yeah. i meet now it's like they know me already as i am like successful they don't know the struggle that i went through to get here mm-hmm. and they can never know that in the same way and this, that makes me so sad yeah i mean it's, it's lovely when you hear these um uh these stories from actors and and whoever companies and ceos of when they uh when they were just starting out and they were going up, coming up together and they've been through it, the thick of it together in the, in their lives. And that's really yeah. beautiful as well. And they've been together 20 years or whatever so it is. Beautiful. Yeah. It's one yeah. Of the, I love one, that. <laughs> yeah. It's very romantic. It's very romantic. Very romantic. Yeah. Anyway, I need to um make, we need to like wrap this up, unfortunately. Um, but I re- really, really enjoyed having your having you on the show. It's been really great to like pick your brain, uh, and uh, and and I'm a massive I'm a, I am a big fan of your content. Um, and I am stalking it and and enjoying it. And my one of my other favorite ones is um is when you do like is it mommy mommy and and you and you do and he does like a oh trip. yeah <laughs> yeah. I see, was just writing another one yesterday. I'll make more. See, I'm in now. I've I'm I'm that in. I've quoted the uh the one that I like. Oh, um, you literally quoted my videos, and I love that so much. What? Oh, 
actually before we end I know you have to end but there's like the one thing I want to like give back to um I guess your audience yeah for um, sure give it give it uh, give it like a really great uh, a really great like podcast or something yeah for sure one thing I've been listening to a lot of recently, and everyone, like not everyone will agree with me, but there's this guy called Dax Shepard and yeah. he has a really great podcast called Armchair Expert. I Have love it. Yeah, of course. I listen to it all the yeah. time. Yeah, I listened from day dot when they were just interviewing actors. Oh, and really? Directors oh, wow. and people in film and TV. Yeah. And now they've spawned off into like four different podcasts and you can learn so many different things from them, but as like a creative um someone who is in like film and tv if if you i'm sure anyone in film and tv already know it but if you don't i think it's a great podcast to like hear some very insightful information from from yeah like big celebrities it's great because obviously they they just do people that are very they do they do the uh the creators and the actors, but then the, on the Thursdays, I think it is, one day of the week or two days a week, they get people who are not in the arts and uh it's someone like um a geologist or it's someone like climbing climate, climate yeah, change yeah. or a therapist. And so it's yes. just really, really varied. Yes. So Yeah, yeah, great. yeah. They do that now. And they have Flightless Bird now. It's like a New Zealand guy talking about um things in america that he finds weird oh wow <laughs> which i relate to so hard yeah there are i things think in you'll america. relate to it too i i will there's, there's one th- episode there's, about there's... tipping oh right okay i'm gonna <laughs> so have to i'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to <laughs> but there's things there's things in los angeles i just don't up. understand that makes no sense but this is a, this is definitely for another yeah. conversation that we must have but Absolutely. i want to say thank you so much for coming on 360 yourself you have been 360 thank you very much Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to our awesome guests. Please subscribe to our podcast to access all our astonishing episodes released every Sunday, 12 p.m. We are available on all listening platforms, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram for more discussions, education, and inspiration at 360 underscore yourself. The host, that's me, Jamie Neal, on Instagram at JamieNealJN. And once again, thank you for listening, and remember to... 360 yourself.